Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, King Biebs, as we talk about the Cody Bellinger signing. He returns to the Cubbies. Interesting little contract, couple opti-outs early on. Uh, we talked about it on Talking Baseball, but we'll talk about it here. What it means for the other free agents. J.D. Martinez dunks on the Giants for no particular reason, but that's just how he gets down. Uh, the rest of the Boris Four, as we leak into spring training games. I got to watch some baseball this weekend. I really enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. Or you checked in on, you know, some NBA action. College basketball is cruising. Uh, but we're going to keep it pretty baseball-focused today. Uh, and it starts with Belly back to the Bears. Cody Bellinger is a Cub. Um... Three years, 80 million, 30, 30, 20, with opt-outs after every year, essentially. The final year is just the end of a contract, but um, Cobell returns to the Cubs. As you look at their lineup, it feels a lot better with him back in it. Um, I know there's been some discussion about what the Cubbies are going to do with the, the top of their order, but some combination of Horner, Swanson, Hap, Belly... Um, say, uh, you can make a top part of the lineup. Uh, the contract, the opt-outs, uh, my initial reaction was, ooh, like it all around, uh, which me and John talked about on Tugging Baseball, uh, and he was kind of the opposite effect, and I think we figured out why, and I think we landed in a good place. Jimmy was kind of looking at it through the fan scope. Uh, it does kind of stink. If if Cody Bellinger is good this year, he will be a free agent again. Now the Cubs will be able to bid on him if they want, and Cody could go back to Chicago, which I think was a part of his free agency negotiation. Like, from everything we've heard about uh, Belly the human, I think he liked Chicago. I think it was a good mix of baseball town, but not the crazies of Boston, New York, uh LA. Maybe LA. Maybe we'll lump LA. him in for now. Although he, you know, obviously Years he was there. Obviously came up in that. Uh, the reasons I liked it. <clears throat> if you're Cody Bellinger, uh, for me, this. If Cody Bellinger has a good season in the next three years, he's going to get another contract. Obviously, the scope of how good that season is and when it happens. Dictates the next part. I, I know that sounds basic, but if Cody Bellinger goes off this year, does essentially the same thing, he'll hit free agency again. He will be 29 years old, still on the right side of 30. He'll have put together back-to-back -to -back really nice seasons, seasons that, again, his career numbers still look pretty good. Uh, he just had two really bad years, his age 25 and 26 season, that clearly seemed linked to injury. He had the shoulder injury. <clears throat> I still remember uh, we did a live stream. My guy Cole Tucker, Seattle Mariners, uh, sent me a pic of himself in the Mariners uni. I'm going to text it to BBD, and we'll get his reaction when he's back on camera. Uh, looking real cute. Uh, but I remember we were live streaming, and Cole Tucker was live streaming the playoffs with us. And I said, you know, man, the belly stuff, dude, like, <clears throat> started doing a whole speech like, man, base baseball's kind of a weird sport, huh? Like, it comes and goes. <clears throat> I casually mentioned, I was like, you know, I was like, was Belly really, like, hurt? 
this year? Like, I can't remember a significant injury. And Cole just looked at me, like, with honest puppy eyes. He's like, his shoulder, bro. Um, so he ended up doing the one year with the South. Southsiders are the Cubs? Northsiders? They're, they're on the North side. They're the Northsiders. The White Sox are the South. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they don't get called the Northsiders, right? Yeah. N- White yeah. Sox get called the they're South. They're like the Southsiders. They're just like on on the North side. Chicago. You know, I've already <clears throat> had my issues with your town. Um, Cody comes back. If he has a big season in the next two, uh, he can easily get another contract like this where those final years become insurance policies. Or if he goes back to back, I mean, he's he's going to be deserving of a pretty big, you know, 150 to 200 million dollar type contract. The guy can play the whole outfield and first base if Father Time starts to kick in. So as long as you're getting some sort of offensive production, uh, left-handed bat <clears throat> that can kind of be slotted. Well, if he does what he did last year, 307, 356, 881, you'll take that dude anywhere. 26 homers, 20 steals. Good for the Cubbies. Uh, when I talked to Ian Happ, he. Uh, he, half off the record, half on the record, gave like, uh, you know, we we still think there's going to be another guy here, um, whether that was Belly or Chapman, I think he was referring to. Uh, and everyone kind of assumed Belly. Belly was there last year, it was great, seemed like a good fit. Um, comes back, slotting him in the middle of that lineup helps a lot. Um, <clears throat> changes the feel there. And I think the interesting thing, um, I think I think the Cubs front office is stoked uh, because they don't have the risk of you know paying potentially uh, older, not as good Cody Bellinger a lot of money. Uh, and I think I saw the Cubs fan base was pretty hyped because for them, if Cody Bellinger is good this year and opts out, that's a future problem. That's hey, okay, Belly's on our team this year, let's run. Uh, you figure it out in the future if he opt out or if he has a tough year this year, you kind of have one more year of hope that he'll bounce back. Uh, and then Jimmy's side of the fan perspective I did think was was interesting that they, they can't fully sink their teeth in a belly. Um, Cubs fans might bark back at that just a little bit because they've already sunk their teeth in a belly a little bit, but it would be a lot nicer if this was a six-year um, 130 mil contract, and it was like, all right, Cody Bellinger is going to be a part of this franchise. Let's do it. Um, now, the question is, A, if any of you ever want to talk NL Central, I'm all ears. Because I don't know... I don't know how you truly separate the Brewers, Cubs, Reds, and Cardinals. I really don't. Uh... The NL Central has a chance to be a lot of fun this year, which we, I guess we normally say almost tongue-in-cheek uh, about the Central Divisions the past couple years. I guess not the AL Central. AL mm-hmm. Central was always just two teams, please compete. It's like ple- They've always had like one solid team in the AL Central. And I guess some years it's been a little bit like, but one of you's got to win this. But... This year for the NL Central, it's like you got at least four teams that are going to be, that are going into the season thinking they'll be pretty good. So what the Cubs offseason is Imanaga, 
to replace Strowman. Uh, they signed Naris. Kind of forgot about that. A little bullpen Some stabilizing, depth. yeah. Um, Only one lefty in their bullpen. Cody Bellinger returns, and then Michael Bush was in that Dodgers trade, and he's he's going to get a significant look at first base. So, um, again, the Cubs last year with a very similar roster, Rosta, they did win 83 games. Uh, they have a bunch of top prospects that are in the pipeline, and let's see who gets called up this year slash who can become capital, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm still central's wide open. If you can convince me either way on any of these, let me know. Um, so from there, the conversation segue, segues into uh, the contract. The opt-outs. This is Boris. This is one of the original Boris Four. The new Boris Four, J.D. Martinez, slides up. Uh, he came out in the media and said that he turned down one for 14 from the San Francisco Giants, who then turned that into Jorge Soler for three years. Um, I saw <laughs> the internet was being kind of tough on J.D. because they were like, <laughs> 37-year-old D.H., Turning down $14 million. Like, that's not how this works anymore, Pop. Um, but like we talked about offensively, his career stats and what he did last year. JD can offer what he wants. Uh, I'll be interested to see if there's more more of a market or where that market lands for him. Because, um, man, I, I don't know. I know we've talked about the Mets. Um there's a few other teams that could a pure DH. Yeah. That's tough, man. Like even like a lot of like Solaire, I've we've mentioned in passing. You can throw him in the outfield still, like on any, any given day. Or like JD, I, th- I think they did it like one full game and maybe the end of some weird ones last year. Like he he really is a DH. Twelve innings. Yeah. Twelve innings in the outfield last year. Um, what did he make last year? Was that the end? So he was 10 mil last year. I guess he played a, a little better than the year before. I don't know. I guess I I was surprised to see that. I know that San Francisco and the Bay Area has gotten a lot of crap baseball-wise and living condition-wise. So maybe that's part of the 14 mil decision there. Where, where are his landing spots? I guess caveat is like <laughs> any team's an injury away from potentially having at bats open up or the guy they currently have DH being more fully in the outfield. But like Mets feel like a real option. I don't know what their, what their appetite for a one year deal is, but know what I'd sneaky love fits another team that made some action. The, the Marlins. Yeah. Right now, Avisail slotted as their DH. You put J.D. Martinez in that lineup, and it starts kind of becoming a lineup you can dream on. What does it mean? Uh, do the Padres have room for a DH? They do. That would be good, but it's still just so right-handed. Yeah. So and do they, they don't have, have money? The, yeah. For if he's turning down 14 mil, you know, they, they probably have that area to work with as far as payroll additions go. I know they're a team waiting on a Kike Hernandez decision. Texas Rangers would be interesting. Okay. 
There's still room for J.D. Martinez somewhere in baseball. And there's a lot of teams that, like, push comes to shove. If you had J.D. Martinez, they can find him at bats. Angels are your backup. Detroit, do you have a DH? Kerry Carpenter. Um, okay, let's see yeah. where the J.D. Martinez saga lands. There's teams that can trade with the plan to flip. I think the bigger thing with this, with the original Boris core four, now that J.D.'s been elevated, uh, Chapman, Monty, and Snell is, are they going to be open to this kind of contract? Uh, kind of the consensus we've landed on so far is that if you're the pitchers, you need more of an insurance policy. Uh, just in case significant injury or it's just over. And I think Monty has been proven to be reliable, pretty good MLB innings, where Snell has been proved to his best is as good as anyone's in baseball. There's just some risk of um, does the performance fall off? No pitchers have really been good at just walking the ballpark. Um and then Matt Chapman, uh, teams are just nervous. Like he, he's of the original Boris for the one that should have been most open to the type of deal Belly got. Right. Which, and, and maybe he very, maybe he is. I think it's super in play for Chapman. Uh, the guy, the glove is always going to be there. Uh, if he's willing to do this, it's kind of the same thing in my brain. It's you're getting a payday with a little bit of an insurance policy. Um. I think Chapman's going to be open to that. I think Snell, to a degree, will be. Like I said, I think he'd need more on the back end, uh, you know, a couple 20, 15 million, even something like that, just in case things go um, off the tracks career-wise. BBD, you said you solved Snell? I figured out a structure that I think works. I sent it to some people both in and out of this company. She'd be like... Am I am I way off base here? Are there rules I'm missing to how this this all works? Okay. So I I, can, I I found a six year deal structure that I think works. Okay. So in total, he would get to beat Rodon's money. I have it as six one eighty is like the baseline. Like this is the contract that gets tweeted out. Okay. That would beat Rodon's money, which I think is like the starting point, Should and, be and rather healthily. Could be fair. Um, it's uh that gets you a clean thirty mil a year AAV. Okay. Which would in the case of the Yankees, that matters to them. Hmm. Because I have the first two years as being forty million a year, each of those two years. So I think he gets beating Rodon and setting a not not one of the old dudes salary records at, at forty mil a year. Okay. And then I have opt outs after years two through the end. You, you can opt that whenever you want, Blake. Uh, and I have the 25 mil a year over each of those remaining four, which is your next 100 million that he's guaranteed to him. And I have a, a way I had Jimmy's fun, like Yanks counter. I'm speaking specifically about the Yanks. Right. On this. They're the ones that, that can play around with their money the most. Uh, Yanks counter punch would be either replacing those four years with a $30 million salary rather than 25. So he gets a raise, which will bring the total value of the deal to six, 200, 200 kind of a number. He'd like, I'm sure would love to be able to say like, it can get to this number or if you needed to give him a fifth year at the same 
thirty million a year. Maybe maybe if you go fifth year, it's less. Whatever. I think like any t- if any time he can opt out of that, Yanks have the counter punch of they can opt back into that number basically. Yeah, like it has to be up, structured yeah. something like that keeps the AAV lower than that forty mil the first two years, especially because the Yankees over the final tier, uh, so mitigates some of the the tax payment. Um, I think Boris gets some talking points that he would hang his hat on. Mm. Snell gets a pr- a pretty nice guarantee opportunity for more. I think the Yankees would need at least two years promised to them for losing the draft pick and making like this was worth it. Um, it's like kind of the best guess I've been able to to throw out as far as like exact structure and front loading and all that. Because the Yankees also sneaky have not done a lot of front loading or like right. they they they've kind of kept them even but worst case scenario with this deal as well the back end with the new rules and how trading away salary works it's a lower luxury tax hit than what the yankees took in would be if you're on those back four years which i'm sure there'd be some sort of no trade but 25 million a year luxury tax hit if you know worst case scenario not unmovable baseball yankee fans still dreaming of snell i think you could get some of that in there and yeah, I, I think we see more of a path. Opt-outs we have always known have, we thought would be a thing with Snell. Um, it's just going to be how much. And yeah, I think, I think for Belly, the three years and the timing of it makes a lot of sense. Snell and Monty are going to need more insurance on that. And if I'm, if I'm Snell, hmm. It's, I guess that's going to be the interesting thing at this point. His contract is going to have opt-outs. I, I, would, I would bet pretty good money on that. Um, that I think we're probably going to hit a point where it's, what is the Snell priority? Is, is he really going to bet on himself in these next couple years? Or does a team really pony up? And is that injury coming um, that we've talked about uh, with a franchise? But I don't know, man. That just seems... I realize it's happened before, but it wasn't on the level of Snell. Like, the the only other thing that got brought up, and I think it was in one of the Wake and Jake comments, thank you guys for commenting, uh, was Dallas Keuchel's free agency that just went into the season. Yeah, he and, he and Kimbrell had to wait it out. They had to wait out the draft pick. Um, which I don't know if we get there, that would be bad for baseball. Probably be good for talking baseball. Probably get some random clicky episodes, but, um, yeah, I hope, I hope we don't get there. I hope we get a fun Snell contract because a, he's earned it. He just won the Cy Young, his second, his second Cy Young. Um, he's a free agent. He's got all the talent. The personality's fun. Doesn't matter, but... Um, it, to happen to Snell would be... It shouldn't have happened to Keuchel either, but at, at least that year it was like a fairly healthy step back from Cy Young year. Two of the three years leading into that free agency were like not the peak 
Like, like at least that, like there were more weird stuff there. Where like his like, his peripherals had gone down. Yeah, yeah. There, there was like there so was some action there. Played it perfect. Uh yeah. It's like fucked up. <laughs> and yeah, the uh, at this time. Yankees are still the Vegas odds favorite. Jack Curry, who is like the the Yankee angel of truth. He says that the Yankees aren't in on Snell as long as things stay the same. What does that mean? Uh, because we do kind of know that Snell and Boris turned down 150 mil. That was kind of reported. Yeah, I guess the, we the opening offer of five one fifty from the Yankees. Maybe that maybe that is or isn't the exact number, but there was an opening offer in that neighborhood declined. So. Um, Snell watch continues and looks kind of weird. Monty, I wonder if he's waiting for Snell. Uh, Texas still seems like a possible landing spot. They have some of their TV stuff figured out. In my dream world, and this is very East Coast, Snell signs with the Yankees. He does a weird five-year deal with a bunch of opt-outs. I think that would force Red Sox management to go sign Jordan Montgomery. Um, which he'd actually be a great fit for them. He's innings. He'd be the only lefty in the rotation. Um, stuff like that kind of does matter. Um, and he's Monty kind of has a Boston beard, Jordan Montgomery. Um, that's obviously a little bit of my AL East fan fiction. Other teams are going to be in on these guys because they're really good players. So let's see. I mean... If you had told us that Cody Bellinger was going to sign for under 100 mil, I think we all would have been like, whoa. I don't know. Bad free agent market. And maybe it is. But he goes for the opt-outs. He stays in Chicago, which I think he wanted that. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Matt Chapman to do, do something very similar because like Trev always says on Talking Baseball, if Matt Chapman puts together a full offensive season, he can be an MVP-type candidate. Uh, we haven't really seen that in a little bit, but he's still got the exit velo numbers. You'd love to see him in a good lineup. Um, there's there's an element of what's it worth to still be like a threat, even though the the results, yes, haven't been there at the level you want from him. Like he's he, he's a threat. He's a threat. I mean, every season he's been a hundred OPS plus or better. So you know the the risk that seemingly Belly had, he doesn't have that, but he. Doesn't seemingly have the upside as he hasn't um, had a year equivalent to what Belly had since 2018. Uh, interested to see the Matt Chapman team, Seattle Giants, see if like the Mets or any of these other dark horse teams get involved. Man, it would be a be kind of a Philly nuke. Yeah, they're always a threat, and Bohm doesn't grade out well defensively. Feels like on both these guys, like. We're waiting for a week. There's a real Phillies rumor, at least, right? Give me a rumor. Uh, or maybe there's an injury, or this could drag into the season, which would be no fun. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I think the only other thing that I really want to mention, uh, as it was fun, fun to watch uh, spring training baseball over the weekend. Juan Soto home run. Yankees putting up 22 runs in their first game. Uh, I mentioned it, but J.D. Martinez, I want to get the quotes on this. Mm. J.D. Martinez told the San Francisco Giants 
no to $14 million. Uh, and there was like a quote that said, I didn't want to sign there. Um, man, I shouldn't just have searched JD Martinez because, uh, oh yeah, he, so Heyman reports that he quote unquote did not want to go there. Um, I think that's a little dramatic. I think that's at that price tag. He did not want to go there. Um, but it is, it's an interesting question of. A guy that's going to be your everyday DH, 37? I think during the season will turn 37. Turns 37 in August. Okay. Can work with that. 33 homers last year and 893 OPS. Um, And he got called up to the big leagues. He was not part of the Boris Four, and now he is uh, because Belly signed. So... (laughs) Probably the most reliable hitter on the market. Um, I think that's all I've got from kind of this wraparound of spring training. I guess a little high and tight. Waking Jakey Tadeki. Uh, we'll be back with Jolliver uh, doing another rankings list. We'll have to schedule that ourselves. And, hey, I think if there's any other breaking news with the the Boris Four, we might do something here. Um it breaking on timing. It breaking Sunday morning with the belly signing was kind of yeah. Was, eh. Not much you can do with that. It's kind of what, a, what were we gonna do with that? We'll see you Monday. Is is basically what that is. Uh, so uh, I guess I'll I'll ask for some comments. Comment below if you're seeing something in spring training you likey so far. Uh, it is the time of eternal hope. Probably too much hope. I've got Joe's McFly. Texting me about Luis Torrens. He homered in the first two spring training games. Or if that's out of options, might might be gone. Hey, I I guess let me know where the juicy goss from your team your your team has come in this spring training. Uh, for now, sorry it's a shorty story of my life. Hmm. Um, but we will see you guys midweek. Or if there's any breaking news, Jason Dominguez took twenty swings. Hugh.